0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night for Scotland. Stevie Clark's side are 45 minutes away from a World Cup playoff spot, leading Moldova by a Nathan Patterson goal to nil. Hold on or add to that, and second place will be secured regardless of what happens. Elsewhere. Oh, and in, co- in case you hadn't heard, it's been a big day for Rangers. Hugh Evans, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst emerging as the front runner to replace Stephen Gerrard. Well, interesting that uh, Rangers player Nathan Patterson should be Scotland's goal scorer in Moldova, and a fine goal it was too. Uh, because will the next Rangers manager agree that there should be more game time for Nathan Patterson, who gets very little time on the pitch in between international matches? But if it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst or whoever, I think that Nathan Patterson will be seen much more as a Rangers player than he was under Stephen Gerrard. I mean, honestly, Jim, the, the folks at UEFA clearly didn't think this through. A five mm-hmm. o'clock kickoff mm-hmm. when we come on at six mm-hmm. on the day after Stephen Gerrard leaves Rangers. How we're <laughs> going to juggle these two things, I don't quite know. But yeah. you two are up for the task. Yeah, I'm sure. Gordon, obviously, uh, when I was looking forward to coming on to the programme um, during the weekend, I thought, well, that's great. Scotland game's on. Plenty of uh, you know international football to discuss. And then, obviously, with the, the sensational news um, coming from, from Ibrooks and then, obviously, down at Villa. But, uh, you know, for tonight's, um, you know, uh, it's a hugely important match for Scotland. Nathan Parsons scored a fantastic goal, great link-up play with John McGinn and a fantastic finish. And like Hugh says, I mean, I think there'll be a few um, Rangers supporters not just disappointed about le- losing Stephen Gerrard, but probably a little bit concerned about, you know, if there's anyone else going to follow him down south. Because, and Nathan Patterson's one that we know there's been a significant amount of interest in. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's important for me to hold my hands up and be honest And if you think there's some sort of intelligent structure or plan as to how we go about the next two hours You would be very wrong You can phone in at any time, 01419511025 We'll keep across the Scotland game We'll obviously talk Stephen Gerrard and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst uh, For the second hour of the show, at least the Scotland game will be finished And we'll know if we have cemented that World Cup playoff place or if a nervous wait goes on uh, But it truly is all happening And uh, wouldn't have it any other way 01419511025 So give us a call right now Feel free Whether you want to vent At the television When you're watching the Scotland game Or whether you've got reaction To Stephen Gerrard leaving And news that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Is the front runner Maybe you've even got a different name for us As a successor You know the number 01419511025 And we'll announce the winner of the Scotland tickets in the second part of the show. We've been saying all week, anyone who calls in and makes it through to the panel goes into the hat to win a pair of tickets to Scotland against Denmark, which is sold out at Hamden on Monday. And of course, a significant day for the national team. Jim Duffy mm. History was made Exactly a year ago David Marshall Day As it's now known mm-hmm. Yeah Getting the qualif- qualification To the to the Euros um, You know I, Listen You know Scotland have improved um, There's no doubt about it um, Gordon I mean listen Denmark are a fantastic side And rightfully at the top of the 
uh, you know, the the stand is is is, is we're competing just now. But if we finish second, uh, you know, it's not an achievement, but I think it's um, you know again shows significant pr- improvement, and that's all you can do as a football manager. I say just look to you know improve your team, um, you know after a significant again a decent period of time. So Stevie Clark's done that. Hopefully we can continue with this uh, uh, lead tonight and get over the line and and, and secure that uh, playoff place. And it is a hugely significant day, Hugh. It's the twelfth of November. It's David Marshall Day. It's the day after Remembrance Day It's a week after Guy Fawkes Night It's 43 days until Christmas And it's your birthday as well Happy birthday On behalf of the listening nation Who adore you so much Happy birthday Thank you I uh, I now wish to be known as Six Dozen That will give you an indication of how old I am But uh, you were talking about a cohesive structure to your life there I've been looking for that for 72 years I think you share share your birthday with Neil Young Is that right? Someone told me that today I'm sure Uh, Now uh, Grace Kelly The, the lovely mm-hmm. Grace Kelly Film star of the 50s uh, Who mm-hmm. became Princess Rainey mm-hmm. uh, So Lots of people Born on November 12 But on David Marshall mm-hmm. Day In the first half What a fantastic save From yep. our goalkeeper Craig Gordon When the score was 0-0 Craig Gordon At the age of 39 Produced A wonderful Save from mm-hmm. a Point blank header So we're still one up We've been going now 50 minutes And It's the old Scotland story they're going to make us bite our fingernails <laughs> to the very end. Yeah, like I say, we're here until 8 o'clock, so pick up the phone. Let us know whether you want to talk Scotland or Stephen Gerrard, which is entirely understandable. Uh, let's just quickly reset and, and give you the update on Scotland, just in case you're not sure. So 50 minutes gone, Moldova nil, Scotland won. Nathan Patterson's goal on 38 minutes is the difference. It feels strange to recap the team news at this point, mm. but just as a... Uh, a, a quick heads up if you missed it it's, it's pretty predictable It's the team that everyone expected It's the usual team if you like The only question marks that usually exist It was obviously Nathan Patterson That got the nod at right back Liam Cooper came in uh, To the back three Shea Adams up top And there was to be no debut from the start For Jacob Brown So Stuart Armstrong came in And you're looking at Stuart Armstrong And John McGinn pushing on to support Shea Adams uh, And that usual midfield behind them uh, You know of Callum McGregor And Billy Gilmore Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, Craig Gordon and goal. So the usual suspects are all there. We started really brightly. We had the ball in the back of the net after three minutes, courtesy of mm. Shea Adams. But our old pal VAR went against mm. us on this occasion. It was ruled out for offside. We continued to press. We were the better team, but Moldova had chances. And uh, Craig Gordon did produce that great save that Hugh speaks of. And then a moment of real quality. Ball into John McGinn, laid off to Nathan Patterson. He cuts in on his left foot and fires it into the bottom corner. And that's why the Tartan Army are in full voice. With 52 gone, it's Moldova nil, Scotland won. And we do look like we're pressing for a second. Yeah, Gordon, just as you were um, introducing the programme, Shea Adams actually had a really good chance. A fantastic ball um, from John McGinn again. Played it um, over the top of the defender. And I think he should just had a swipe of his left, his left foot. And he tried to bring it down without saying his right foot kind of miscontrolled it a little bit. And the ball went out But uh, yeah I mean we, we are um, Still pressing So it's good to see You know We aren't just sitting back As Hugh said And making it too nervy um, We're trying to get That second goal And that really would give us a, a fantastic cushion If we can manage to do that Yes absolutely Not as nervous as this time last year Please As spectacular as it was I must say Our set pieces have been hopeless The yeah, corners have been rubbish There's another one As uh, we just try something clever And it completely gets cut out But anyway Let's go to the phones and uh, see what is out there in terms of public opinion. David is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. What have you got to get off your chest, David? Um, I would like to, well, I may be I'm one of the few Rangers fans that will say this, um, but I, I wish Stephen Gerrard all the best of luck in his 
continuing football journey do I think um, he could have handled it better yes um, but I wish him nothing but luck because uh, what he's done for a football club has been nothing short of amazing and I'm still thankful for everything that he's done for us do I think he could have maybe done it a better time with Remembrance Sunday coming up yes um, but I still wish him the best of luck Hugh Keevans, the nation has been waiting patiently to find out since yesterday what you've made of the confirmed news. We spoke yeah. about it on Monday night, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but now we know he's gone. Managers like Stephen Gerrard lend you their time. They come to Scotland to lend you their time on a conditional basis. The condition being that when they get a better offer, they go. And the timing is irrelevant to Stephen Gerrard and to... Brendan Rodgers when he did it at Celtic Park They are going to a bigger league They are going for bigger money Not that in this day and age That is the be all and end all For people like Brendan Rodgers and Stephen Gerrard But they are going to play better teams The challenge week in week out is greater It is a bigger test of their capabilities So <laughs> on the day he came Everyone must have known that he was going Sooner rather than later and he has gone And I think it's Rangers' great fortune That Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is available Because for me He is the overall Right guy for the job He has those three titles One in the Eredivisie with uh, Feyenoord He has a presence He is a former Rangers player For me he ticks all the boxes The Rangers fans are so torn on this They agreed until five minutes ago Now they've realised that they're on the same hymn sheet as Hugh Evans mm. And they're having to re- recalibrate <laughs> everything uh, Jim, your overall take You'll have been watching on with interest this week I'm sure Yeah, I mean again like everyone I wasn't overly surprised I think when the Newcastle um, you know, situation came up Stephen Gerrard came out and really you know, Pretty much dismissed it you know, Straight away Whereas when the Aston Villa Situation was muted. There was there was nothing, and I think it was, uh, you know, I think everyone thought them. Well, obviously, he's, because he's so silent, um, there's got to be something, uh, and it, and obviously, ultimately, it turned out to be, as David said, you know, you know, listen, supporters will be, um, you know, some supporters will be thanking Stephen Gerrard for his time at Rangers and how he's transformed them into one title winners and two. The gulf between you know Celtic and Rangers was huge, and uh, I think for Rangers, what is it, twenty five points? I think they won the league last year. So oh. to turn that, to turn that around at that level um, was was extraordinary. Really, I, I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see any room mm. for resentment no. where Stephen Gerrard is concerned. I see no room for retribution mm. where Stephen Gerrard is concerned. I listened to last night's program, and uh, it was quite volatile. Uh, the reaction to Stephen Gerrard having gone to Villa, but. He did the one thing, the one and only thing that was asked of him. He stopped Celtic getting 10 in a row. So what did anyone think was going to happen? He was going to be here for 10 years, never a chance. What's next, David? I think um, with obviously the rumour circle going around Rangers, it could be anybody. Anybody could come out the hat. We've seen that with, um, Ped- with Pedro Cusina, with Ange Posco. It could be anybody. I know the, the names are going about the news, most likely it's going to be Giovanni von Brockhurst, but I'd, I'd, maybe it's a wee bit too soon in his own foot managerial journey, but I'd like to see Barry Ferguson involved in some way. Wow, uh, that, that would be, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the, the sort of traditional ladder, Jim, to go yeah. from you know Alawa manager to Rangers mm-hmm. manager. We know how the Rangers fans feel yeah. about Barry Ferguson. Is, is that enough to get him a, a managerial job like that one? 
I don't think it's a manager. I, I think, as David said, perhaps a position in the backroom staff. I think that's okay. probably more more likely. Um, you know, and if if it, as someone like Van Brockhorst, um, then he may well look at someone like Barry, who who's obviously been involved in Scottish football, who knows the situation, um, and it is different from when uh, Van Brockhorst was, was at Rangers. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think someone like that would be a good uh, fit. Um, one he would, you know, he know he knows all about Rangers. He, he knows about the fans. He knows what the demands are in Scottish football, and I certainly think he would be um, a massive help to anybody that came in there. But listen, that, as David said, there may be one or two left field names that we're still to find out. I'm sure Ross Wilson has had to have you know options, um, you know, available to him because as you said there was always going to be the case that. Um, that Stephen J. was going to be leaving. So I think that uh, you'd be pretty naive if you just sat there and kept your fingers crossed and hoped it didn't happen. Yeah, that is the case. This story has developed a bit today. Rangers had a list, um, the making certainly of a list before, and they will start, by the looks of it, speaking to candidates over the weekend. So there is a short list. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will be on that short list. He's not uh, the, the only one. The rumour mill, of course, uh, Frank Lampard that turns down the opportunity yeah. to go to Norwich yeah. uh, as their manager. Therefore, the bookies immediately slashed the odds on Frank Lampard for Rangers. Um, as I say, Everyone will have their own personal opinion. I think Van Bronckhorst, once he understands that no money can be spent, because it would seem only logical to think that a club that's just declared losses of £23.5 million can't be spending money in January in the transfer window. But once Van Bronckhorst gets his head around that, he has the presence. And I think if he's won three titles uh, with Feyenoord, that he will want the people who helped him win three titles with Feyenoord and he will bring in his people. David, just to finish off then, is that one that excites you? Just underline or elaborate a little bit more on your thoughts on that because it does look like he's the front runner, albeit not the only one. Rangers will begin talking to candidates this weekend. There is a short list. He will be on it uh, amongst others. But that's the one name that jumps out more than any at the moment. So what are you thinking? I, I do think he, he's obviously got a pedigree there. He, he's done plenty of things on his own without... Uh, out with the Edovite, you know what I mean? Um, I think he's the right man at the right time. Um, I'd like to see a couple more people come in rather than just himself. Obviously, he want his own background staff, maybe somebody like DeBoer, something like that. But it's an exciting time. I always find it's exciting when you never know what's going to happen. Any name can come out the hat. That's if you're an optimist, David. Some people hate the uncertainty, but it certainly looks like it's heading, uh, or it's progressing, I should say. And David, right, you hear you know, Neil McCann, could he be part of it? You hear these things, you're, and whether that's people putting two and two together or not, um, we will find out. Nathan Patterson, who was booked a moment or two ago, goes rampaging down the right, uh, wins a free kick. I must say, I'm not actually sure. And the guy pulled him, I think, pulled first. Really, but, uh, but Billy Gilmore had a wonderful run a moment mm. or two ago. With an hour gone, Scotland do still lead, Jim. Are we mm. looking okay? Yeah, I mean, uh, Moldova's not really tested um, Craig Gordon at all. Uh, Scotland have been pretty much in control with the game. Um, but in the second half, yeah, it's been a really positive start. I think Steve Clark's obviously sent the message out that, uh, you know, he wants his players to be on the front foot and don't sit back, uh, you know, take the game to uh, Moldova. Uh, and that's exactly what's happening. See, that's, that's why this guy's in the game and I'm a dud that stands in here. A, a 
clear pull when you see it for the second time. He knows oh, yeah. what to look out mm-hmm. for these things. Yeah, he, he almost the Moldova player almost got a pair of Scotland shorts. Well, I was going to say that maybe I just am not used to looking for short pulls. It's yeah. usually short pulls that, that yeah. you look for. Um, I will stay with. Go and see where the hand is when somebody's running because that used to be the sneaky one. Is that but the now, sneaky one, is it? But now you've got VR and all these things. You can't quite sneak that. Um, we'll stay with mm-hmm. it just whilst this free kick comes into the box. Hopefully, Scotland can send us into the travel on a happy note. But keep those calls coming in. Thank you to David. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025 wants to see Barry Ferguson involved Is fairly happy about the suggestion Let's be honest He wanted Giovanni to see Van everyone Bronkhurst. involved He wanted the, the uh, Boers the involved There'll be no room in the dressing room shortly <laughs> I think the budget might be able to have the Stretched a wee bit there as well Extend the bench To yes. get everyone to sit on it Right this Scotland free kick is taking its time Are Moldova making a change? I think they are No changes for Scotland yet They've kept that same starting 11 you've got obvious options like Jacob Brown on the bench Will we see a debut Kevin Nisbet Even maybe I don't know a David Turnbull in an attacking sense The free kick comes in uh, And it's defended fairly comfortably And the keeper takes it So good time for you to get your calls in We'll speak to you next with a latest Scotland update as well You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good news during the break Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy It's now Moldova nil, Scotland 2 We're getting ever closer Very close now to that World Cup playoff spot And you have to say What a terrific goal it was Shea Adams The scorer Nathan Patterson The immediate creator But a lot of credit to John McGinn as well Very similar to that first goal actually Ball into John McGinn He used the best backside in world football To hold off the Moldovan defender And then a moment of quality A back heel through the legs Allows Nathan Patterson to get to the byline He cuts it across And Shea Adams provides the finish We are looking ever closer Jim You never say never with Scotland But we're, we're getting there yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we've got to be very confident just now. Again, we continue to press, uh, and rightfully so, because, you know, we're totally dominating the game. I think the players are enjoying it. They've got that two-goal cushion, as you said, an outstanding footballing goal again. The link-up play between Patterson and McGinn uh, has been magnificent for the two goals and the great finish by Adams. Uh, but overall, you know, it's a really, really strong performance from Scotland. Uh, you know, everyone's really up for it. They realise what's at stake. And uh, I, I don't I don't see any way that Moldova yeah. can come back in yet. Stephen Gerrard, the Scotland game, Hugh Keevan's birthday, Air <laughs> United's form, whatever you want to discuss, oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. We might not get round to that last one, Jim, if I'm being <laughs> entirely honest. Let's bring in Wayne, who's in Motherwell. Are you impressed with what you're seeing so far from Scotland, Wayne? How you doing guys? All right? Good thanks. Yeah, yeah I so far it's been fantastic. Um, the change up uh, with London Dykes obviously not up front. I'm glad Chad Adams got his goal. Um, I think he needs that. Um, it was unlucky in the first half with a goal offside. It was just minor, but the composure even still like to drag it back and, and score the goal. You know, the boy has confidence, but I just think he needs like the goal there to kind of just spring him on. So I was glad that he got the goal there just a couple of minutes ago. But all the boys tonight um, have been great. Ball carrying, especially down the left side, the first half with Tierney Robertson. We were dangerous that side and then again it's just under the, the second half it's moving down the right side Nathan Patterson and um, as you said you know John McGinn's um, backside the model football now <laughs> just seems to be holding up everything so it's been from a Scotland point of view I hope everybody's happy because you know the boys have done everything they can tonight and that's the result we need yeah it's nearly job done Hugh Evans. yeah for me it's job done ah don't no, do this no, to no, me no, I know, no, I know no, but you, you have to your, your predictions are famously horrific yeah, so but, if you would but, do the nation a favour but I am looking at a two goal lead against a team 
who going into tonight's match had failed to win any of their previous 21 internationals. Mm-hmm. They're not the best. And we are doing an efficient job of making sure that we get into the playoff place. Almost a third goal there, ball cleared off the line. Uh, so we are doing, to be perfectly honest, what we should be doing, but we're doing it with style. And with Nathan Patterson scoring one and making one, I come back to my original thought. The next mm. Rangers manager is going to say, well, he plays for a start. Who are you? Well, we'll get we'll get to that perhaps in a couple of weeks' time. I'm not sure that's hot on the agenda tonight. Jim Duffy, you were yeah. nodding away. You are a big, passionate Scotland fan mm. and you were nodding away about the Shea Adams assessment from Wayne. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Wayne's right. He needed a goal, um, but his, his movement's been terrific. Uh, you know, his hold-up play. The, the thing I like about Shea Adams is he doesn't linger with the ball. He takes it in, he releases it and he gets on his bike. And, you know, so it's a constant threat for defenders. Um, you know, I think he's a, I think he's a second top goal scorer for Southampton in, in English Premiership this year. I mean, I know it's not a, a ton of goals, mm. but you know, he, he, he is a, a really good player, and I think it's been a terrific find for for Steve Clark to get him involved uh, with the Scotland. I think he's definitely improved their front line, and with um, Lyndon Dykes missing, he's taken on a responsibility and absolutely thriving on it. So, Wayne, no worries. Next twenty five minutes or whatever it is, we're getting the job done. Yeah, um, um, we he was in this one. I think you know the the job's done in this one. I think that'll be us. We'll see that out. Maybe it finished two nothing. Maybe get another, maybe one or two two goals to get the confidence up coming into Denmark. But I think the Denmark game as well. We need to look at has been very important because I want the away tie. Uh, sorry, the the two ties to be that we get our away uh, the second tie at home. I don't want it to be like Belgrade. I want us to have a full packed handing for the second leg. So I don't know how that quite works against Denmark. I don't know if we need that. As long as we don't lose, um, we'll get seeded in the playoff draw. I don't know if I'm wrong there. You can maybe help me out with that. But I'd like the second leg to be at hand for a change and not get through the whole kind of nail-biting stuff at Belgrade that we had a year ago tonight. Yeah, absolutely. As good as it was, we'd rather be at hand And I guess we'll find out. There are some moving parts on that one. Um, but either way, if it stays like this, it's just going to be one big party from Scotland against Denmark on Monday. And you could be there. Wayne will go into the hat as well, the same as every caller who's got through this week. We will announce the winner of the tickets in the second hour, and it is sold out. So, a real chance for you to get there. Pick up the phone 01419511025. Any thoughts on Stephen Gerrard? Now is a good time to share them. Any thoughts on the news that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is on Rangers' shortlist? Talks will begin with. A list of candidates, not only him, this weekend. Uh, what do you make of that? Are there any other names out there that you wish to mention? Is it 3-0? Yes, mm. it is. Unless the flag has other ideas mm. and it does. So it's not. Take that back. She well, Adams we're waiting we'll his... the VAR because he might, he might get, the, yep. he might get the, the other way around this time. I don't know what the she goal Adams' doing, second disallowed goal of the evening for offside. Does um, that not tell you something? We've had two disallowed goals. We've scored two legitimate goals. We are all over this and... It's it's done and yeah, dusted um, Miles offside mm-hmm. uh, Unfortunately As Callum McGregor I think with the initial shot Parried out She Adams Not even close So we'll Get back to that The keeper's mm-hmm. down With some sort of injury I'm not entirely convinced I must say But um, I think it's yeah. nervous anxiety <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I think he's getting A couple of beachums And that'll settle him down <laughs> But uh, no He's he, You know you know, from Scotland's point of view, again, as we said, uh, Gordon, the fact that uh, they're not, you know, just sitting back and uh, as Wayne was saying there, you know, keeping the confidence going. Listen, we know now that the Denmark game is going to be sold out, 
But we can get into that game very relaxed But Stevie Clark will want to keep that momentum Want to keep that belief And if he gets a good performance And a good result against Denmark yeah. Again it sets him up it, it tells players Listen you're good enough to play against anyone And, 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 and handle um, you know the, the those type of occasions yeah. Okay let's go to Gordon Who's a Rangers fan in Cote Bridge What next for your team Gordon Before we get on to Scotland Get an appointment in place immediately As soon as possible uh, Gordon Hi guys Um I must admit, I don't disagree with the first caller to an extent. I don't think Barry Ferguson's got the experience or, I don't say credibility, but he's he's not got the experience yet to go into a, a role as management and or even senior coaching staff, I don't think, at Rangers. Um, talk, to, talk to me about that, sorry, that timing, Gordon, that you mentioned. You know, it's important that Rangers do it soon in your mind. Uh, is it nine days' time? Rangers play Hibs in the League Cup semi-final at Hamden. Where is the balance for you, Gordon, between... Taking enough time to get the right man, but also you know doing it relatively quickly. For instance, does it does it need to be for that game, or or can you wait a bit longer? Well, definitely, preference would be to get the right candidate in three or four days at least prior to the game, so that they've got time to get some initial bonding and gelling together and get an understanding of what the the new manager would want. Um, as you've said, as people have said before, there's a shopping list the length of uh, your arm the, for managers potentially. But I really only think there's maybe two or three credible, uh, including uh, Van Bronckhorst, Gattuso mm-hmm. uh, and possibly Lampard, who could do a similar role in terms of attracting young talents up to Rangers, such as Gerard did. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, the timing thing is interesting because ultimately, like any managerial search, Rangers want to take their time. They want to get the right man. They don't want to, to rush it. But I imagine we'd get Rangers fans on the phone saying that the optics, the perception around... Graham Murty being in the dugout for instance uh-huh. For that Hibs game Is probably not something they would desire But is it worth that If you take an extra day or two To get the right man I I think that Graham Murty Is uh, one of the nicest men I've ever met However He's associated with dark days uh, And I think that the, the Rangers fans Would rather see A Van Bronckhurst Or a Lampard Or Gattuso Whoever it may be uh, There To lead by Example uh, against Hibs This is a semi-final Rangers failed to win a cup In three seasons Under Stephen Gerrard They went out of the cups Last season To St Mirren And St Johnston uh, The fans are looking for A Hamden final appearance But they're getting a Hibs side Who will give their all Against Rangers A week on Sunday So I think The man who is to be The new Rangers manager Will be in place For that game at Hamden And will have uh, coaches beside him Who will start to do their job for Rangers I don't think It would be acceptable to the Rangers fans With the greatest respect to Graham Murthy To have him on the touchline Really poor tackle on Andy Robertson uh, He is winding up the, the the man who Performed that tackle Scotland mm. have a free kick He's gone into the book uh, Jim what do you think of Gordon's mm. point? Yeah, I mean, listen. You want, of course, you want someone in as quickly as possible. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, I'd be surprised if he didn't already had you know discussions, uh, you know, or haven't had discussions with one or two possibilities. Because I said that wasn't the, you know, the the biggest surprise in the world that Stephen Gerrard left when was was obviously going to be the question. But there was obviously going to be an opportunity, particularly I think even when the Newcastle scenario uh, you know came up, I think even then you would start to look because. You know, you you would think, well, that's that's the first one that might that might tempt him. It didn't, but there was there was always going to be a few on the horizon. So for me, um, you know, I think that they will be already 
uh, in discussion so I would be majorly surprised if they haven't got something um, you know sorted out um, by that time um, but in, ter- in terms of um, you know the, the this coaching staff and that, I think Gordon was saying uh, Barry Ferguson doesn't have experience of that with a lot more experience as coach as a manager than, than Stephen Gerrard did in that side albeit mm. in Scottish lower levels we know that at Clyde at Alloa at Kelty but he has had plenty of uh, time on it on the training ground. That, that's for sure, and and obviously he knows Rangers and Scotland very very well. Yeah. And if he can work with someone, then I, I don't I don't think it's the, that would be the worst suggestion in the world. Not happy with brilliant runs down the left. Kieran Tierney's mm. gone on one down the right. He was dancing by people, nutmegging mm. others, and then the cross was eventually cut out. Gordon, elaborate a bit on Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and, and your thoughts on his potential appointment. I think he would bring the same credibility that, uh, albeit with a bit more managerial experience than Gerard had when he first arrived at Ibrox. I agree with Hugh's point as well about the getting somebody in prior to, and also the Graham Murphy maybe having uh, connotations back to darker days. But I disagree with Hugh on his point earlier that he made about uh, Gerard lending his time. As uh, your other pun- uh, panelist said, sorry, I didn't really catch his name, had said. Um, he came up here and he didn't have the managerial experience so Rangers done him as much a favour in many respects it's not quite but as he's done for Rangers you know Rangers took their chances with him they gave him their time their patience money that they didn't really have to spend at the time to bring in players like Ryan Kent um, and they've shown them our loyalty but it's more it's understood he's not going to stay for you know 10 years or anything yep. after that but it's really the manner in which he left. And I think that had Newcastle approached him, there's every chance he'd have been a, a Newcastle manager. Mm, just wonder if Scotland are about to concede a penalty. Uh, is that being checked or has that already gone on? No, I think, if he I think has, it's gone on, luckily. You know, uh, to me, it's us. a penalty. Yeah. Nathan Patterson goes in and he actually. No, 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 they're checking. No, they're checking it. It. Oh I think it is a penalty. Nathan Patterson definitely goes mm. with his arm and just kind of panics a little bit and throws it out, hits him in the arm. I think it's a stolen ball penalty. It'd be quite a oh colourful night if he oh scored a goal, made a goal, and gave away a penalty. Ah, yeah, the ref's gone over is yeah. he, to check the monitor. I think <laughs> this is only going to end one way for Scotland with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. I don't even think he has to check, check the monitor because it's a, it's a stone waller for me. Oh dear. Um, well, if we didn't get that, we'd be screaming yeah. the roof down. That doesn't suit my argument, Hugh, as you would say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm struggling to find a, a defence for it. No, it's not. Um, it's, it's just panic for a, a split second. I don't know why because Scotland's comfortable. There's not really a lot of danger there. But I think he's just at a last Is that a minute. hand that's out for, away from his body? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's put his hand towards it. You, yeah. you're, you're dead. I mean, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Scotland fan, yeah, but that that would really be yeah, really, really it goes, unfortunately it penalty, penalty to Moldova. Scotland are two 0 up with ten minutes to go. It's a win that we need to guarantee. Stephen Marshall right day, so Craig Gordon's going to make it Craig Gordon oh day now. My, this oh, see. I will never mm. speak to Hugh Keevans again if this <laughs> blows up in our face yeah. when he promised yeah. that it wouldn't. I tell you the one the one thing I'm I'm glad and I'm, well I hope I hope because he's not he's not finished yet the referee but Nathan Patterson got booked earlier yeah technically he could get booked again for the handball because, so I'm I'm just hoping the referee is kind oh of my not forgotten to do that as well and uh, and 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 well, it looks as if he has so thankfully Nathan Patterson stays on the Craig pitch. Gordon will save this. There you <laughs> okay. are. Now there's a there's a statement. <laughs> Oh dear, well we'll find out 81 minutes on the, the clock Bella now The Taker does look a little bit nervous I mind hope you. he is, I hope he's really nervous 
mm-hmm. Hope he balloons it over the bar But <laughs> Obviously the fa- it's always in the, the penalty taker's favour isn't it no, He's going to tell good, good not to move off a line Yeah we're going yeah. to get another David Marshall moment On David Marshall day <laughs> It's the year anniversary of that famous scene Where he saved the penalty Then did the check Am I okay? Is it okay? And wheeled away in celebration mm-hmm. Along with the rest of the country what can Craig Gordon do to avoid a really nervy finish Which to be honest Scotland haven't deserved It's been very very comfortable uh, Up until this point But Craig Gordon it. does save it But the rebound goes wide Hugh Keevans yeah. your predictions are, you are. You're a new man You've turned you? 73 And now you can 72. do no wrong Sorry, I've added a year on You've turned 72 And now you can do no wrong My ambition is to turn 73 uh, no, I, I just had a feeling Jim can see the nervous look on yeah. the, the Moldovan player's face And I think Gordon is a terrific goalkeeper uh, And, you know, three years out of the game because of injury it, it looks as if he's going to get them all back at this stage in his career That was the pivotal moment Moldova, mm-hmm. it may be Moldova, but it's good night Vienna for them I, I think it was Kieran Tierney as well, it followed in Which was magnificent defending Because the keeper saved it ball spins. I'm sure it was Kieran Tierney But it might have been Andy Robertson But sprints in as well Because um, the ball's up there It's a really good save It's a good save But uh, I think, uh, is this Kieran Tierney I think, is it? Yes. And uh, you know, really uh, Just he gets himself in And that, that's what you want for your team You know, being on the front That's a great tackle, isn't it? Uh, so, oh. yeah, again um, Really good play But from Scotland over And listen, they made a mistake They didn't get punished But the, the man of the goalkeeper's yep. been outstanding. We did say it was David Marshall Day, so now it's Craig Gordon Day. Yeah. So forevermore, Scotland will just always save penalties on the 12th of November. Yeah, but listen, for, for decades, Gordon, long before you were in this planet, Scotland's goalkeepers were pillared, pilloried in, 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 in the national break, yeah. particularly in England. Yeah. But uh, in recent times, whether it's Alan McGregor, Andy Gorham, Craig Gordon, and David Marshall, we're producing some decent goalies these days. Gordon, you want to leave us with a thought on Scotland? Um, not necessarily I'm watching the game I've just seen the penalty But just to say Thanks guys for taking my call And I hope you all have a good weekend Brilliant good man Same to you Gordon and Coat Bridge We've got about 7 of the 90 to go We're still 2-0 up And we're nearly there Let's get your calls lined up For when Hopefully the inevitable happens And uh, we can get the party started 01419511025 We'll get to you after these 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here One minute of the 90 to go And it's good news for Scotland We don't say that too often over the years But maybe the tide is turning a year ago tonight We recovered from that late shock We beat Serbia on penalties We went to the Euros And now exactly a year on we're about to seal a World Cup playoff spot. How good does that sound? Moldova nil, Scotland two. We are almost there. Uh, let's go to Duncan quickly, who's a Rangers fan. What's on your mind tonight, Duncan? Yeah, it's uh, mostly about what Hugh was saying earlier on about the new Rangers manager, whoever it may be, is going to have to seriously look at Nathan Patterson for a full-time position. My bigger concern is after... The obvious shop window, which is tonight, is the future Rangers manager might not even have a Nathan Patterson. He's played exceptionally well tonight. I thought he was a bit unlucky with a handball, but the way he took his goal and then the way he made the second one, he's he's got to be he's got to figure in somebody else's plans. And my big fear is he'll be away by January. Yeah, I, I like this tweet, Hughes. I mean, uh, things I've never done on Super Scoreboard from Frankie Boyle. 
Oh. <laughs> and it says Patterson Goal Assist Penalty conceded All of humanity's potential And failings encapsulated A one man opera He said You'd well, be proud of that line Would you not? Yeah I, I said it before you read it out From Frankie Bob. <laughs> uh, But um, You know Duncan on the line Is in agreement with me I think it's perfectly obvious That when The new manager comes in um, Patterson is too great a talent To be subdued to be kept in reserve He has to be a Rangers first team player To be fair though We're saying this You know tonight We're, we're biased on that front uh-huh. James Tavernier still James Tavernier look, still captain look, of over, look over yeah. the last few weeks a, well, goal, a goal down at St Mirren A goal and an assist I yeah. think it was A goal down at Motherwell A goal and an assist To well, turn it round In that case and A couple you, of wonder goals yeah. If that is the case Then Having declared losses Of £23.5 million If someone offers you uh, a large percentage of the money you've lost uh, In a transfer fee for Nathan Patterson you Then it. you have to take it uh, D- Duncan, here's a question that was floated earlier in the week And I'm sure it's been on your imagination as well Do you think Stephen Gerrard would take Nathan Patterson? Do you think Stephen Gerrard will raid Rangers for his former players? Or, or is that stuff sometimes overstated and doesn't really come to fruition? No, my big fear is he may take Patterson and he may bring Ryan Kent back to the Premier League. They would be the two players I think he would be after. Um, I don't maybe I don't think there's anybody else that fits into the job he's got at Villa. Joe Rebo. But I, I would say that Rebo maybe yeah. I was just about to say Rebo. Maybe Conor Coulson. Still the whole contract thing going on there. Mm. Uh, the, 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 uh, you know, I, I do understand that Rangers fans would say, "What? You would you would sell players to Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa when the the league is hanging in the balance?" Uh, that's what I'm saying. Do we do we overstate that? You know, we even expected the Celtic but players to all head to, to Leicester, didn't we? Yeah, we do overstate it. However, in the background, when Celtic lost Brendan Rodgers, Celtic weren't tens of millions of pounds in debt. Uh, let me just quickly Because this game's about to finish And the tone will definitely change Duncan Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Is he the one that's doing it for you If not who is I don't know Van Bronckhurst seems to be The favourites The favourite for it I don't think I've heard a few people mention Gattuso I don't know if he's got the temperament To come back into Scottish football I think he could be Maybe a bit hot-headed And spend his time sitting in the state, the stand rather than the bench. It's an interesting name, Duncan, and I thank you for it. But the full time whistle has gone in Moldova, and Scotland are through to a World Cup playoff spot. Second place in the group has been secured with a game to spare. We will finish behind Denmark, we will finish above Austria, Israel, Faroe Islands, and Moldova. And Scotland are off to a World Cup playoff. Hugh, we're actually. Getting good these days Stevie <laughs> Clark uh, Looks like a man who Realises that something Has been achieved um, You know, As Jim Duffy said earlier on Finishing second in your group Is not Actually an achievement But it, it gives you access Access Instead of achievement uh, And you've got a ticket For the raffle now On the 26th of uh, November Two weeks tonight We'll find yeah. out who we play And we'll have to be Ready to give the kind of performance That we have given tonight In order to actually make what's happened tonight worthwhile. I mean, I get that, but to, to an extent, Jim, you, you do set your own, you set your own level, you set your own expectations. And if we've not been to a World Cup playoff in so long, getting to one 
is an achievement. I know what you mean. It's not. It's not top in the group, but from where no, we've been, this it's is not Gordon because the achievement is to get mm. to the World Cup. If, if we get beaten the playoffs, it's, it's, an, it's an extended, it's an extended mm. group in essence. You know what I mean? You've got to get to there, but we've given ourselves a chance. I think is, is that the fourth or fifth game in a row. I think we've won. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, again, uh, you know, a fantastic uh, runner for him. Um, listen, I'm absolutely delighted. I think we have to congratulate Stevie Clark and his and his, his staff and his his players um, because you know against uh, Denmark, uh, you know a, a few months ago, absolutely battered. Not not just on the pitch, mm-hmm. off the pitch. Um, you know, for the media, everyone everyone was 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 up against, uh, and uh, you know, have managed to turn that around. So, no, listen, fantastic, absolutely thrilled for him, uh, and and a, and, a, and a great all round performance really tonight. I mean, I know we know Moldova's not the best, we understand that, but how many times has Scotland went away to games like this and fallen flat in their face? That didn't happen tonight. Job done, and then some. A comfortable night for Scotland, and we're through to that World Cup playoff. We've not been able to say that. Uh, very often at all It's been a long Long time As we know The full backstory 23 years We've eventually Got back to a major tournament And now we've added A World Cup Playoff spot To that as well So pick up the phone Right now And let us know How you feel about That achievement 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB We'll squeeze one more in Before the news And reflect On that level of success For Stevie Clark In the side He of course was the man that got us over the line to the Euros uh, last year A year ago tonight, actually, in Serbia It's a lucky day for him The 12th of November will live long in the memory Because it's clearly the date that we uh, do decent things Gordon is on the line in East Kilbride What do you think, Scotland, Gordon, getting to that World Cup playoff? Does that impress you? Oh yeah, fantastic, absolutely fantastic It's you know, it's been, it's been a long time we've been waiting for something You know, something decent from Scotland um, and you know Well there now Well Near enough <laughs> Well work to be done But well No we're there In the playoffs Where we haven't Semi-finals. been so, no, We're there in the playoffs Where we haven't mm-hmm. been So you know you, you, you know, We didn't expect We weren't going to top the group That's for sure um, So You know We've done as best as we could yeah, I mean, well, you... I'm pleased that tonight we saw great individual performances. McGinn shining through, uh, Nathan Patterson, the goalkeeper, a magnificent save in the first half, a penalty save in the second half. He is terrific, uh, and all over the park, uh, good performances. And we did what we should have done. We put in an efficient performance. Against a team who are nowhere near as good as Scotland Nowhere near as talented individually and collectively And that's what I take from the night We did our jobs properly Do you think Gordon Nathan Patterson had a a huge impact tonight Scored one, set up one, gave away a penalty which was saved Um, But more on the scoring one and setting up one Billy Gilmore keeps lighting things up uh, then you've got guys that are now established the, the John McGinn's of the world again He was fantastic Do you feel like there's a lot to like about the team? <laughs> Definitely And I think it's interesting that You know you've got two players there That don't play first team regular football With Gilmore and Parson But getting into the Scotland squad It just shows you how good they are You know they're, they're top quality players yeah. yeah, I mean, the excellent SPL stats on Twitter's just reminded me This is the first time we finished second in a qualifying group mm-hmm. in 17 years mm-hmm. So, um, not to be sniffed at No, I mean, as I say, that was a fantastic um, result, performance And, you know, a campaign so far You know, and, and that's it And we, we go into the, the, the semi-finals of the, of the playoff 
brimming with confidence. We want to continue that on Monday, of course we do. But you know, it's not often Scotland get a free hit in, in, in a, a qualifying campaign. Um, so you know, yeah. if the fans can go as you say and rightfully, you know, celebrate uh, the fact that we, what we, you know, we we had mm-hmm. that um, target to finish second, we've managed it. But now, can we go that yeah. little step further? I mean, on tonight, Hugh and, and the group that's gone. Not only have we done it, we've done it with a game to spare. Yeah. And let's not forget, you know, that there is a there is a food chain, there is a standing mm-hmm. order in, in international football. That's why groups are seeded. It, it is it's tough to win groups. It's tough to finish second if mm-hmm. you're slightly below it. That's why we've not done it in 17 years. So to do that so comfortably with a game to spare will be of huge relief, I'm sure, to Stevie Clark. There's so much uh, potential there to be explored as well. Uh, again, Patterson. Everyone will talk about Patterson uh, tonight because he scored one, made one, and gave away a penalty. But he had an outstanding game. John McGinn was terrific from start to finish. Che Adams, Che Adams uh, up front. You know he, he got his goal. Uh, had another disallowed, two disallowed, in fact. Um, so he's been uh, a real discovery. Um, all over the park, good stuff. Uh, I, I'm almost hoping that Denmark get there. Record blotted tonight uh, because you know they've so far played eight games, won all eight, not even lost a goal. I wouldn't want them to come to Hamden on Monday night still having not lost a goal and won nine games in a row because you would then, if you were a normal everyday professional footballer, think. Do you know what? We want to finish mm. this group without having lost a goal and won 10 matches in a row. And of course, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I said 17 mm. years since we've finished mm. second in mm. any group. It would be the first time we've finished second in a World Cup qualifying group, group yeah. since since 1998. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, you'll obviously remember the, the, the last time we, we got there. But listen, um, Gordon, you, you mentioned earlier on, yeah, we had a, a wee bit of fun with saying it's a David Marshall day, but it was a, a year that we managed a, again today that we managed to qualify for our first major tournament in over 20 years. Now we're on the brink of qualifying for a second tournament. So again, we get back to that you know, word of progress, and that's really important. And I think well, there's the young players that you mentioned, whether it be Patterson, whether it be, you know... Um, Gilmar, where it was David Turnbull coming into the squad. You know, we've got some real emerging talent. So I, I think it's a really, really positive time just now for the international squad. And all credit to Stevie Clark. And listen, we've just spoken earlier on about a, a manager um, that uh, had been snatched away to the Premier League and Stephen Gerrard. Um, Stevie Clark keeps doing that job that he's doing. Listen, as much as we don't want to hear it, there will be people looking mm, yeah. at Stevie Clark Absolutely no doubt about that as well Maybe after tonight It's just because mm. Stephen Gerrard Was desperate to work with John McGinn Who knows uh, After that level know. of performance 01419511025 Let's hear from mm. you What did you make of the game tonight? They didn't even make it that nervous for us Which is incredible <laughs> Scotland have done it They've finished second And they're into the World Cup playoffs What did you make of it? Get your calls in Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here And Scotland will be at the World Cup playoffs Because they've beaten Moldova by two goals to nil Which means second place in the group is secured with a game to spare And now bring on the playoffs The draw is in two weeks time, two weeks today We'll find out who we have to get by first of all And hopefully it ends at the World Cup in Qatar Now there is a lot happening on the club front as well Regarding Steven Gerrard So whatever is on your mind 
01419511025 I think we'll even give Beat the Pundit a rest Hugh What do you think for your uh, uh, Partly a birthday treat to you And partly because Scotland <laughs> have just made it to the World yeah. Cup playoffs And we want to take some calls on it well, Does that seem fair? Jim Duffy will understand what I say when I say that I am to beat the pundit what Dunferman are to league wins So uh, I, I think there are bigger fish to fry Stephen Gerrard, who replaces Stephen Gerrard uh, What do you do about Nathan Patterson Who has emerged tonight as I mean, the, considering Jim, the lack of game time he's had That is a terrific performance Let's bring in Ross, who's in Pollock What did you make of that tonight, Ross? Uh, hi guys, how you doing? Good, uh, no, it was really good. The fact that Scotland got a, a win and got the job done, uh, I'm kind of glad about that. Um, but no, I, I agree with what you were saying. I think Patterson was superb, and I think he's now gave Steve Clark food for thought because I know Stephen O'Donnell has became a right back regular, but I think Patterson should be in that Scotland squad. And the fact that we're going ahead with Denmark on Monday. I'm actually quite excited. I think we'll get something. I think we'll take something for Denmark Monday. I don't fear them. Well, they might well play. Well, they're done here, though. They they might play a full different team because they they can't they can't be caught. They're they're out. They've won the group. But um, wouldn't you want to professional pride if they win tonight and don't lose a goal? Wouldn't you want to say ten games played, ten games won, not a goal lost? It doesn't really matter, Jim, does it? I think it could be a European record, you know. I mean, so I think that uh, you know it might be something like that. I wouldn't imagine that that could have been done before, Gordon. So you know, they might yeah, set, we'll you know, might set a, a, a record. But you know, as, as Ross was saying there, you know, the the the, the fact that um, you know Nathan Parson has established himself now in the last couple of games, in particular, having having had very little game time. But the, there is one little thing that's, that's different in, in the Scotland setup, and that is that Scotland play with wing backs. So that does help Nathan Patterson to a certain extent mm. because there's no doubt his strength is going forward. Like most modern day fullbacks, Andy Robertson, someone on the other side. But, you know, he, he's, he's, he's not um, having to defend quite as much as he would maybe in, in a back four. And he doesn't maybe have to link the play up a little bit more when he has got players in front of him because he's got that whole side of the pitch. And by the way, he's tremendous at that whole side of the pitch. His fitness levels are exceptional. His he's, uh, he's, he's game uh, understanding has been exceptional. And other than the, the one little blip with the handball, um, again, another outstanding performance. I mean, Ross calls it food for thought. I wonder if it is a bit more than that now because the the, the game that got us here, the, the big mm. one at, at home to Israel last mm. month, Nathan Patterson started that. He started mm. tonight. Um, lack of game time, or not Does it not look like That's his jersey now Yeah I think it's his, it's his To give away And, and, and Billy Gilmore's the same You know He hadn't played that Much football for Norwich recently um, But he's an outstanding talent And you know I, I get back to Situation Norwich At the bottom of the league And maybe the manager He's just lost his job But maybe He had to change the system And maybe tried to go A little bit more Conservative in the middle Of the pitch And, and, and that's Unfortunately Billy suffered for that but again, I think um, you know he's. Uh, we mentioned yep. the, the the emerging young talent we have, and, and him coming into the team in the England game back in the Euros, and then you know the, his performance level since yep. then as well. I think it's taken Scotland, I think, uh, to a different the, the level also alongside Callum McGregor, two very technically gifted footballers, and it takes away that stereotypical brand of Scottish football because those two are exceptional footballers. Uh, Ross, is it about? Time that we stopped being so obsessed with players who are not playing week in, week out. I mean, I get it, the logic is there, but Billy Gilmore and Nathan Patterson are prime examples of, you know, if you can do a job in the national team, you can do a job in the national team. 
Um, yeah, definitely. I think that if you look at the likes of Billy Gilmer, he's not been playing regularly for Norwich. And I know there's obviously talk of him going to Rangers, etc. But I think even though they're not playing week in, week out, I think they're good enough for Scotland. And you can clearly see that these guys play at a good level. So I don't have any issues with them not playing week in, week out. Um, so yeah, no, definitely. I've, I've no, I've no issue with that at all. Sp- Spain won ten games out of ten in World Cup qualifying, so there's no record. They Denmark, goal. Denmark can play whoever they like. They can bring up their under 15s hopefully, and give many us many goals a, in Spain. An easy easy they lose a goal. You honestly think that matters? Yeah. Well, listen. I think if okay. you've got the chance to. To be the only team that's ever done that, then you want to be in it. But I, I would guess it's a team like Denmark would probably never have that yeah, opportunity absolutely. again in their, in, in their lifetime. See if Ryan Fraser had just tucked away that chance so over there, <laughs> we wouldn't be having this discussion. Um, Ross, it was nice to hear from you. Simon is on the line. Simon, how are you feeling after that? Oh, absolutely brilliant. Hi, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Um, yeah, I've got <laughs> most of my mates are over in Chis now, right now. And. Uh, you know, the 40 pence beers. So I'm going to have to make do with, unfortunately, Capolo tomorrow to see John McGinn's brother instead of actual John McGinn. But uh, so I have to do, I'll not mention last Tuesday uh, to Jim. But um, so where did you start with that game? It was most unlike Scotland. I, I was nervous the first five, ten minutes. And then when I saw how well we started the game, I started to relax. You know, Even when we give away the penalty in the second half, we save it and then Kieran Tierney you know what can you say about that that was just fantastic defending from him I think everybody really everybody there wasn't really a bad player in the park um, I thought Armstrong was excellent for Northern played very often I think the way he went onto the left with Tierney and Robertson uh, bombing down there that added an extra threat I thought that uh, obviously Craig Gordon did well Adams led the line fantastically well uh, Billy Gilmore I mean is there anything else you can really say about the guy just an absolutely fantastic player and hopefully the new whoever the new Norwich manager is can realise that and he gets more game time. Uh, same goes for Patterson at Rangers. But you know, it's fifty games now. That was Steve Clark's fiftieth game for Scotland. Uh, he's took it to a major tournament and now he's taken us to a World Cup playoff and I think it's just about high time that folk that maybe don't like him or have whatever reason they they're against him just get off his back and realise he's been the most successful Scotland manager in a long, long time. And uh, it, we need to get behind them. You know, the Tartan Army are behind them. Everyone else seems to be. Let's just get get fully behind them, and because he's going to do good things. Because one of the things I noticed today that there's no there was no outfield player today over the age of thirty, which is just that's really good for the future. That just shows that you know the future's bright for Scotland, and we just need to get behind a, a great manager that we've got, and uh, we can we can probably achieve good things. Yep, the old walrus. He's doing well. Uh, you know, you'll need to tell his face he's doing well one of these times, but that's part of his charm, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, you can't argue with that. He's a kind of Jack D of football, isn't he? Really? <laughs> but you, you come back to it in two weeks' time, we'll reconvene in this studio and we'll find out who we got. Uh, but uh, as Jim well knows, you should hold on to your moments of positivity for as yep. long as you can because there'll be moments of negativity just around the corner somewhere so tonight is a night of positivity especially on Stevie Clark mm-hmm. we will always get caught up in the, 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 the minute detail as we go along obviously you go game to game you go half to half don't mm-hmm. you, you yeah. people say that performance wasn't great and, and you know and we were too negative and oh I didn't like that result and everybody jumps on it if you yeah. are the first man to take us to a major tournament in mm-hmm. 23 years and you're then the first man to take us to a World Cup playoff 
in even longer, then <laughs> you know that that speaks for itself. There's not really anything to be all said. All the credit. I mean, uh, 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 the, the thing is, I keep saying. You know, we we are such a, a nation for for you know looking at the being, being pessimistic and looking at the negative side. The first thing is people say about Steve when they get a job. Ah, oh, don't like the style of football he plays and all this kind of stuff. He you know, I didn't he done a good job at Commander, but I didn't like this. Didn't like, I think I think you know what he done at Commander was extraordinary. Really, if you look at it, um, where Commander you know now comparison when when Steve Clark was there. So it's you know I think that cannot be underestimated. Because yeah, I mean, he doesn't you know kind of big himself up or you know start shooting for the rooftops. But what he does is is more than methodical. I think he understands players. the The players love playing for Scotland now. There's no easy guys pulling out of the squad these days. You see the likes of Patterson, Gilmer, McGinnis that they love playing for the country. Andy Robertson, you can just you sense the enthusiasm when Andy Robertson talks. Mm-hmm. He's, he's created a fantastic. Um, atmosphere amongst the players But more importantly He's getting the results And playing a style of football Which yeah at times can be pragmatic But it's not just Kick and rush football He's what, playing modern what, day football What impressed me about The whole Picture Surrounding this game He lost Dykes to suspension He lost Ryan Christie He then goes away With McTominay And loses McTominay and Grant you know, Hanley was a big player For him Hanley, as well yeah. he liked uh, yeah. So you begin to think, oh, oh mm-hmm. is fate trying to tap you in the shoulder here? But he keeps calm, mm-hmm. he deals with everything as it comes along, and uh, tonight, as well as the players, tonight is his night. Is this shaking off of our history, Simon, what, what pleases you the most? Because I would understand if someone was to say, well, hold on a second, right, Moldova are bottom of the group, they've got one point, they've gone into tonight, they had a goal difference of minus 20, they're even below the Faroe Islands, of course Scotland should win And of course Scotland should be comfortable But the whole point is we're, we're not always comfortable And we don't always win And particularly in that part of Europe We've had so many disasters over the years It just feels like we, we don't do that anymore Absolutely uh, I was in Georgia For the Maroon game As it's forever known as And it was That was just I, There was a little bit of me that was thinking You know Old Scotland That would have been tonight and that would have been, you know, would have went there and, and got a draw or, you know, maybe lost a, a goal you saw in the first half. We were all over them at the start of the game. And uh, then Craig Gordon had to pull off that amazing save. That's the kind of thing that previously would have went against us. But I think there just seems to be some sort of... The, the team just seems, as uh, as uh, Hugh was saying, the team just seems to be positive around Steve Clark. And I know Hugh mentioned there, like, there will be negative times to come. But that was the point I was making when the poor times come, we need to stick behind the manager. We kind of just have, you know, say if we, you know, we stutter in the playoffs, say we don't get through, we maybe don't get uh, seeded and we get a, a tough game and we maybe go out in the final. You can't just come on. We can't have like a night where people come on the phone and say Steve Clark needs to go or it's no good enough. He's shown that he is the man for the job. He's done more than Alex McLeish, who was an excellent Scotland manager. He's done more than Walter Smith. Uh, rest his soul who was a fantastic Scotland manager he's done more than you know pretty much any Scotland manager other than Craig Brown you know that in recent years so that is something that we need we need to get behind him and that is he seems to be turning the, the corner and Scotland seems to be seems like a great atmosphere you look at how many people that were going to Moldova today you know having spoken to people who were there you know there's hundreds and hundreds maybe even a thousand people who have went from Scotland to Moldova during a pandemic in November to see Scotland 
like when was the last time that happened? You know, there is a feel good atmosphere around the national team. And, you know, long may it continue because it's really, really good to see. And Steve Clark is the man who's responsible for that. He's moulded this group of players and he's made us a team who they want to play for Scotland. They want to give their all for Scotland. I mean, Nathan Patterson, I've called up a few times and said that I think Stephen O'Donnell should have played in a couple of games previously. But Patterson has came in and has been absolutely fantastic. He's a breath of fresh air and, you know, he's barely playing for Rangers. If that's the, you know, what he can do, with barely a handful of games, you know, if he can bulk up and maybe cut out a few of the slack passes, that boy's got, you know, <laughs> the world at his feet. The same with Billy Gilmore. You know, there is a really, really good prospect of Scotland becoming an actual decent football team for a long, long time to come. And it's just it's just an absolute joy to see. It's just a shame that, you know, the European Championships were held during the pandemic where Billy Andy could go. And then the, the World Cup that we might get to, I'll just say we will get to, um, is going to be held in that desert that's so inhospitable. You know, we have to play it in December. Yeah, it's, that'd be very typical Scottish. But do you know what? I'll take it if we get there. And we just need to be positive, get behind the manager. No matter what happens over the coming weeks, he's the man for the job and he's the man to lead us forward. Good man, Simon. Every cloud, though, the thought of Hugh Keevans with a handkerchief round his head in Qatar when it's 50 degrees, that's something we've all got to look forward to, surely. And brown sandals. Absolutely. And socks. <laughs> Oh, of course. <laughs> 0141 951 1025. What did you make of Scotland's performance tonight? What have you made of the campaign overall? Because with a game to spare, Scotland are into the World Cup playoffs. So, what did you make of that? If you want to talk Stephen Gerrard, of course you can do that as well. But you need to pick up the phone right now. 0141 951 1025. And I will announce the winner of the Scotland tickets next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard I'm getting used to this 12th of November Every year Scotland make it easy for Well not make it easy for ourselves But we get the job done I should say It's a successful evening for Scotland Every time the 12th of November rolls good, around Good date It's Hugh Keevan's birthday mm. as well It was Serbia last year An easy night in the end of Moldova uh, many people perhaps anticipating watching it behind the sofa or through the cracks in their fingers. But a 2-0 win, goals from Nathan Patterson and Shea Adams mean that in two weeks' time, two weeks today, Scotland will go into the draw for the World Cup playoffs. So it's going to be a very exciting period. There was lots to like about the game tonight, Jim. Um, when you look at Nathan Patterson, he scores one and assists one. I think people have kind of touched on him already. Mm-hmm. What about some of the other key moments? Shea Adams getting a goal... Yeah. Craig Gordon making a penalty save Kieran Tierney with an unbelievable challenge To prevent yeah. the, the rebound from the penalty going in What else jumped out? Yeah, I mean again the, the, Listen, all, all those things are fantastic And you know the things that sometimes people don't notice As you mentioned there the, the, the Kieran Tierney one Just that desire to make sure that You back your goalkeeper save up You're not standing admiring it you know, You're first to react to it And you've got that determination to make sure you clear the ball Which was again outstanding defending but you know, again, as 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 I mentioned, I just think the control of the game in the middle of the pitch with with Gilmer and McGregor, I think those two have really formed a, a terrific partnership there, and um, they complement each other. They both, as I said, outstanding uh, footballers. They take care of the ball, uh, and at any level, but, but particularly I think at top international level, now you need to take care of the ball. You know, you can't just knock into these channels mm. and run after it and put teams under pressure. You know, you you have to have the rhythm of the game. You have to control the rhythm of the game. And and Gilmer and McGregor do that for me. So, for me, those are the two players. I think yeah, the other guys sometimes catch the eye. 
um, the goal scorers, the the guys that that that, that, that have assists, but those two say to dictate the the rhythm and the tempo of the game for Scotland, and but, I think that's something we've lacked for a few years. We've had good players in there, but not controlling the game, and those two do that even against some good teams. There's one little snapshot that I'll take away, and it's the McGinn back heel. <laughs> To Patterson I thought you were going to say Backside there well, I must admit You know He's a chunky little chap From Kleinbank <laughs> If he was Perfectly tanned Exquisitely formed chap From Barcelona We would drool over it But I am drooling over That McGinn Back heel At the Nathan Patterson The ball across the face of goal Che Adams Thank you very much 2-0 uh, Just a lovely little snapshot From uh, as I say A night That will be remembered for Efficiency A fair bit of flamboyancy And that was the one little snapshot Hey, we can do all that stuff as well, you know Yeah, it was a good night at the office 01419511025 Tell us what you made of it All week we've been telling you That if you get through to the show To make a point to the panel You go into the hat to win a pair of tickets To now sold out Scotland playoff party At home to Denmark on Monday night Well, I'm pleased to announce that the winner uh, is actually from tonight's show And it's Wayne in Motherwell Well done to Wayne who joined us earlier on He comes out the hat And Wayne and a partner, friend, sibling, child I don't know, will be off to Hamden on Monday Are we, are we going to get Hugh Keevans Giving us a, a, a World Cup song Like we're nearly there Or something <laughs> like that You know what I mean could, I think we could certainly Look into that uh, For sure <laughs> he, he has been known obviously He's got oh, yeah. he's, he's got a bit of a He's got previous for it Yeah he's, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's got a bit of a, an album Now haven't you Certainly <laughs> certainly known a year ago At this time <laughs> Oh yeah absolutely Yeah, yeah that reminds yeah. me Because yeah. a, a year ago tonight Like we've mm-hmm. been saying all night It is Hugh's birthday Every year on this day, 12th of November Thank heavens Last year was David Marshall Day We extended the show until midnight It was party central in here The country was going through a really difficult time at that point You'll remember Ryan Christie's tears We couldn't watch the game the way we wanted to The country was going through a really tough time And that night came along And just lifted the spirits of a nation We stayed on until midnight And uh, Hugh Keevans even phoned us in On his Mm -hmm. birthday now we need to watch what I say here Because this is a family show And there are certain rules yeah. Of things that you can't um, promote Too much on, on radio But I'm, I'm going to let you hear Hugh's phone call from that night <laughs> And just just have a think and, and try and assess what sort of state he was in For a country of the Merry Mac It becomes McGregor McTominay McBurney McLean <laughs> Can you imagine A happier night For everyone in Scotland With the Merry Max All scoring those penalties When I left France in 1998 If I had known We wouldn't be anywhere For 22 years I would have a better night Out than I had <laughs> My God We're going somewhere now I like it when he laughed At his own joke About the Merry Max And, and were you merry By any, any chance At that stage I, I just remember my wife saying Were you on the radio there? <laughs> And, and so ended the night Do you remember that at all Having oh, yeah, yeah, he- hear, yeah. Hearing it back Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was sitting in the kitchen It was 10 to midnight I know and, Yeah sitting and in the you kitchen. had been getting fired into but the, the birthday But it was ripping the last 10 minutes At his birthday The birthday yeah. Malbec Yeah well, I, be, I believe in taking it right at, As the <laughs> eagle said Take it to the limit <laughs> I'm there till bang on the midnight hour And will you do that tonight? I'm waiting The two little chaps Waiting for me Up in my daughter's house uh, The dodgy little characters uh, <laughs> Who wear Scotland jerseys Until they go out The two of them And then take them off And put on Denmark jerseys <laughs> So I'm, I'm about to tell them That uh, there'll be none of that On Monday night uh, Matt is on the line Matt is a Rangers fan From Pollock And I suppose the man who 
combines the two stories of the day, Matt, really in some ways is Nathan Patterson, because I know Stephen Gerrard and you Rangers fans are all interested in what happens there. What did you make of Patterson's performance tonight? Oh, very proud. And before I get any further, Mr. Stevens, congratulations on your birthday. Thank I'm you. 16, my, my, I'm 16, my boys flag me because you're an old man, but I always say them, <laughs> the older the fiddle, the better the tune. That's the way we go forward, Mr. Stevens. You are my I type of guy. <laughs> I tried phone last night about Stephen Gerrard leaving Aston Villa and say or upset. I was upset when I found out Moldova don't play in white shirts. And I was panicking tonight because of Scotland proudest punch. Once again, it's the same as you, Hugh. 98, I never thought I'd never see Scotland qualify for any more tournaments. Proudest punch of them. I'm totally proudest punch of the boys tonight. They're there. A playoff, another chance. But Since... my main point is Aye. sorry. No, on you go. Let's deal with that first, Matt. I'll give you all the time you need to uh, to elaborate, Hugh. On you go. You and Matt were getting on famously. You agree with what he's saying? He's proud as punch. He says. Well, you know, well, since '98, uh, we've gathered enough hard luck stories to to write a book, uh, and now here we are back in the old routine. We've got the potential. I'll underline the word potential. Place in the World Cup finals mm. in Qatar. I can't wait for two weeks' time to find out who will test their potential. Jim, again, I think maybe when you're caught up, you know, going game to game and maybe even narrower, half to half, five minutes to five minutes, complaining mm. about elements of the performance, you then forget that Stevie Clark has really changed this team around and, you know, it kind of happens maybe a bit slower than some people want mm. so you forget about it. Something I was watching today and it reminded me. Stevie Clark's first game in charge and it wasn't that long ago he's mm. not been in the Scotland job for 10 yeah. years his first game in charge uh, was against Cyprus I think at home um, on the 8th of June 2019 mm. so it's not that long ago right no. and the, the, the team that night had only three people who started tonight mm. that, start, that started in that game guys like Scott McKenna played mm. uh, James Forrest Eamon Brophy Ryan Fraser You look at the bench Guys like Tom Kearney Oliver Burke mm. Johnny Russell uh, Liam Palmer Stuart Finlay mm. The squad has totally evolved since then mm. Yeah I mean But as Hugh mentioned earlier on That you know Even the current group of players Missing some key players But because the system He's eventually found a system That suited the players Obviously the manager Worked with them The players know it They enjoy playing in it uh, So therefore No matter who's missing now And who comes in Everyone knows their jobs and everyone, you know, goes about with a smile on their face um, and, you know, the the loving playing for Scotland. Of course, results help. Um, you know, listen, we know tonight Moldova were not the best, but we've seen many times in the past when that's that's probably when, we, when we're, we're weakest. But winning away at Austria, you know, the last game in, yep. uh, against Israel were, were terrible in the first half, but the second half, we, you know, we showed a, a, a real transformation. So there's been different types of performances that have managed to get us this opportunity in the playoffs. But you said there, Gordon, you know, you need time and credit as well to Ian Maxwell and SFA because there was a, a little period of time when we had a, a bit of dip and people were saying, oh, is he the right guy? You know, this kind of stuff. But he actually gave him a new contract and thoroughly deserved and he's, he's justifying it 100%. The loads of people disagreed with yes, and were very unhappy with. But, but again, when, you're, when your employers, you know, trust you and, and know maybe what's going on behind the scenes, which a lot of people don't know. But the more, most important thing is that the players want to play for Scotland under Stevie Clark and that to me is pivotal because we've got good players but you need you want to play, and they all want to play. What else is on your mind, Matt? 
But just about the Stephen Gerrard scenario when mm. he, he's away at Aston Villa, I heard the boys talking about Ryan Kent, Nathan Patterson, who teams are going to come in. I know Rangers are, uh, are, are in debt because of the COVID and all that, but they need to stay strong in January. They cannot sell these players, right? If they're going to sell them and get top dollar, don't just take the first offer that comes in. I mean, I hope they'll be strong. Anyway, forget about Stephen Gerrard there. Done us a good job. I'm just happy tonight. I, I, maybe I have another chance to see Scotland in a big tournament. That's that's what makes me proud. Well, about who, who, who to replace him then, Matt? Is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst the overstand out, outstanding? Uh, combined two words there, yeah. outstanding candidate in your mind, or do you want to see someone else? Well, I can't. <laughs> this is an exclusive for the. Uh, I was told on it by somebody that is they've got something in place now, and Gerard was leaving. I was told on Wednesday night the whole team was going away and it, it was my boy that told me right he says Dad, we had a meeting at Ibrox he works in the Rangers and he says to me the next guy's coming it's in place I can't remember his name because I was writing about it and doing and it was starts with a G so I thought Gennaro Gattuso or Giovanni hang me I knew McAllister's away I, think it's, I love that we don't oh, know who he is but the new Rangers manager begins with a G as exclusively revealed by <laughs> Matt and Paul <laughs> Um, is it well, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? It could be it? Gino the Chef. <laughs> Gordon DL. Has Gordon he, has he ruled himself out yet? Gordon DL. Gordon Duncan. Uh, I'm, I'm too happy in here. <laughs> I, I I think uh, the, the rumor factory is in full mm-hmm. production, of course, and the rumor is that um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is in London tomorrow, and obviously. Um, you know, business is conducted in London. That's where Stephen Gerrard went to talk to Aston Villa. Um, so I think he is the overwhelming favourite And I think he has the bearing He has the background He has the potential to be a top class manager He has three title wins in Holland If you were looking at the Eredivisie And comparing it to the Scottish Premiership Would there be any difference? Because you know you, you have Ajax, Feyenoord, PSV Eindhoven We have Celtic and Rangers uh, So... If he's capable of winning leagues in that kind of league, uh, he's capable of doing it here. Yeah, Jim, the nature of well, football and particularly mm. football here, you'll always you'll always get arguments. You'll always mm. get people putting this name forward and that name forward. I can barely remember a, a high profile managerial appointment like this one where if I was to guess ninety eight percent of Rangers fans all agree that they would mm. like Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Yeah. Now, he's not the only candidate. They will begin discussions with a shortlist this weekend. Mm. Um, but I, it, it seems overwhelming in the eyes of the Rangers fans mm. that they, they can see his credentials. Yeah, I mean, again, as, as you pointed out there, to won three titles in, in Holland and, uh, you know, he's, he's got experience in China as well. So he's, he's, you know, he's got plenty of games under his belt as a manager. I think most people, obviously the connection, having been a, a former player at Rangers, Knows the club I think all these things Are in his favour um, Listen you can go the other way Stephen Gerrard Had no managerial experience Whatsoever Youth football For a very short period of time And then come straight in So Frank Lampard's one That's been mentioned Obviously been at Derby Been at Chelsea um, John Terry's another one His names get thrown in Similar to Stephen Gerrard And the fact that he's not had, You know you know, real managerial experience, but been at Aston Villa For a while There, there, there will be names Gattuso As uh, Matt mentioned there And another one That's mentioned 
I, I, I don't. I wouldn't really go over the, the one about Gattuso in terms of his temperament. I mean, listen, he's he's, he's been involved in Milan derbies and all these kind of things. I imagine he is that kind of character, but he, he's also as as a manager, you understand that that can't be the mm. case. Van Brockers, I think, seems a good fit. I think the style of football he would want to play, um, you know, the the kind of personality he's got, the charisma he's got, um, the standing in the game, all of those things would seem to fit. But he also might want a budget. He might want, as you said, mm. he might come in and say, well, listen, I, I need a, a relatively healthy budget. And whether that would be available to him would be would be highly debatable. Certainly uh, certainly unless Rangers win the league and then they qualify yeah. for the Champions League, then it would change maybe in the summer. But certainly immediately, I think he, he be, the, the, the purse strings will be, will, will be kept a, a tight vein off. Thank you, Matt. It's 01419511025. Scotland are in the World Cup playoffs. And Rangers are looking for a new manager It could not be a busier Friday On Clyde One Super Scoreboard You do have time to phone though 01419511025 And we'll speak to you next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the night that Scotland sealed a World Cup playoff spot We've not been able to say that for a long time But we've done the job with a game to spare Denmark on Monday night It would be lovely to get a result But even if we don't We will be in that Playoff draw in two weeks time Because it finished Moldova nil, Scotland 2 Goals in each half One from Nathan Patterson And then Shea Adams Craig Gordon saved a penalty as well And overall It is job done for Stevie Clark So still time to squeeze calls in on that If you want Let's go to Chris Who is on the line firstly Hi Chris Evening Gordon Jim And Hugh Hello um, First off I'd just like to stay I'm a Celtic fan uh, I've got a couple of points with regards to Stephen Gerrard. Um, my first point is really just echoing what's already been said. Uh, I think Celtic Rangers fans need to accept the fact that whether it be a manager that's performing or players that are performing at a high level, then they're just going to be cherry-picked um, either by probably by an English team or other clubs in Europe. Um, and it basically boils down to finance. Um, so I just think we need to accept that. And I thought some of the calls, particularly last night, um, was a bit of a, an attack in Gerard um, when the guy's only trying to enhance his profile and he's left Rangers in a, a good state. That's my first point. I mean, Hugh, I, I wonder, I think most people do accept that. There's an inevitability about it, uh-huh. but even you know people so attached to Rangers, I've seen Ali McCoyst and others, and all the Rangers fans who phone in, talking about it being about a, a potential bad taste being left just because of the timing. Would you understand yeah. that as well? Um, I I I cannot bring myself to fall out with either Brendan Rodgers or Stephen Gerrard on that particular subject of timing because. When Leicester came for Brendan Rodgers They needed him there and then They couldn't wait till the end of the season So Brendan Rodgers left Likewise Stephen Gerrard has gone to a team Who are two points away from the bottom three uh, In the English Premier League And they need him now They can't wait till the end of the season Therefore these two men At the two main clubs in this country Have said well sorry we're off And that's because they know that they are Furthering their careers By going to the English Premier League 
We're fine and everybody loves it here And we have tens of thousands of people at Ibrox and Celtic Park Week in, week out, season in, season out However, we're not as big as they are down the road And Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers before him Want to be down the road And the Celtic and Rangers fans, I'm sorry they just have to suck it up Would you just allow me to go off topic for just a second John Beaton has just sent someone off for Andorra 18 seconds into the game <laughs> He's flying the flag for Scotland on the continent tonight I'm sure it was him I hope I've not got yeah. that wrong It zoomed in on the referee uh, With 18 seconds gone A man called Ricard Fernandez has been sent off It's funny but if there's one team can't do Without a player It's Andorra You know what I mean They're bad enough Without having 10 men For 90 minutes Anyway We'll get back to that uh, What did you make of Chris's point? Yeah. You know I mean Listen You know Managers have to go When their stock's high It's as simple as that You know You, you can't pick and choose All the time Six months in football Or even a couple of months It can be an enormous Amount of time um, Go back Chris said he's a Celtic fan You look at Neil Lennon A year previous to that You know He's winning things And you know, winning all the, the, the domestic trophies he's involved in, and then a few months later, things start to turn, and before you know it, um, you, you know, one the Celtic fans turn him and two, he then loses his job. But you know, mm. six months before that, you know, he's stocked high. So you've got to go. Stephen Gerrard cannot, as you said, wait around and wait and see what happens. There was an international break. It was a perfect time for Aston Villa. He has to go to the biggest league in the world. It's yep. as simple as that. What else have you got for us, Chris? Well, the reason that I stated that I was a Celtic fan at the start um, was because I think Gerard deserves a bit of a pat in the back for what he's done for Scottish football. Um, we were, Celtic were basically winning everything, just pile-driving teams. We were winning trophy after trophy, invincibles. And to be honest, we got a bit boring. Um, although we were getting all the success, but Gerard came in and then he enhanced the profile of Rangers and then season by season they get better and better. And regardless, in my opinion, I think it was better, it was more exciting. I heard you guys on the show all the time saying, Oh, this is great. And I think the guy has definitely done something for Scottish football. I mean, look at Hearts and Hibs, um, what's happening just now with him. And I think Gerard's got a uh, a wee finger in the pie today with that Well I'd point out that Hibs are on the same points as Aberdeen mm. At the minute uh, Who have been having a shocker um, they, they We're very fortunate to have had Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers here They heighten the profile of our game mm. um, But you know you, I don't think that your view will be a majority view among the Celtic supporters I don't think they were finding it boring In any way, shape or form By winning everything uh, And I think they were quite perturbed When Steven Gerrard stopped Celtic From getting 10 in a row So uh, you may be magnanimous But you will be in the minority It's fascinating though Jim To see the different routes That teams can go down Because Steven Gerrard Had no experience But he undeniably had profile You know, mm -hmm. about as yeah. big a profile As we, we've had yeah. in managerial sense and people always said I think that helps I think it helps you Recruit players mm -hmm. um, And Obviously last season It, it was a success Celtic's Current manager mm -hmm. Is probably not one That you would say has mm -hmm. Profile But the Celtic fans love him Because they, yeah. they, they, they like The style of play So mm -hmm. it's just interesting To see the different routes You can go down mm -hmm. And what do Rangers do now Do they try for a Steven Gerrard profile mm -hmm. 
Or can you go for a so-called smaller name who ultimately just does his talking on the pitch? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no formula, Gordon, for a successful manager. You get guys that play at the very top level that feel miserably. You get guys who never kicked a ball, real in essence of professional football, and be ultimate. I mean, unbelievably successful. Um, you know, this there there is not a, a, a formula that you can just look down. But if you want to go down the route of a profile, a Hollywood name, if you want to call it that, you go for Steven Gerrard. You go for a Gianna Van Brockhurst. If you want to go down a more traditional route, you go for our manager. But Ange Postacoglu, again, was a surprise package. And every now and again, you get one of these guys as well who just comes right out of left field and is a success. But he's still got to prove it, but he is getting there. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much to Chris. There's a bit of a theme developing here on a Friday night. It's all about grumpy men who are actually finding reason to be happy. Hugh Keevans, usually grumpy, but it's his birthday, so he's in good spirits. Stevie Clark, usually grumpy, but Scotland are in the World Cup playoffs. Yeah, it was always going to be a tough night coming here. We knew that. Uh, thought we started the game really well, got on the front foot, controlled it reasonably well, but had to wait a long time to get the first goal. Uh, when it came, it was a good goal. Uh, left foot is finished, right back. Uh, being an ex-right back myself, I know how difficult that is to do, so he kept his composure well. Uh, to be honest, I think in the first 15-20 minutes of the game, you could see that Nathan was a little bit short of football. So it took him a little bit of time to find his feet in the game, but once he found his feet, he did okay, didn't he? Uh, he did okay, didn't he? Um, and high praise for Nathan Patterson, understandably mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's, it's Stevie, he's, as I said before, he's never he's never shouting from the rooftops, but I think he's, he's really... Uh, you know, immensely proud of his, his players, and he knows that uh, you know it was a, a kind of game where Scotland uh, could have could have uh, you been know, doing that usual route of making it very very uncomfortable. But you know, Scotland were total control of the game tonight. One little mini uh, blip, in which uh, Craig Gordon managed to to, to come pull us out with a great save. But other than that, controlled the game from start to finish. Outstanding performance, outstanding result. Um, a lot of top class performances. And again, said the manager, who's not going to go and um, you know give himself all the credit, but he deserves a huge amount of credit for you know transforming the Scotland side into a real competitive side now. It's five wins in a row, Hugh. Yeah. Like yeah. At any level of football, unless you're one of the overwhelming favourites who you're not expected to win all the time, five wins in a row is good going. And that's what Scotland have done. And that's why we are heading to the playoffs. And a full house at Hamden uh, on Monday night. What an atmosphere there will be. Because the, the crowd, yes, we know that there's a, an advantage to be had from beating Denmark if you can possibly do such a thing. But we're getting a free hit at Denmark now. We've got the qualification place. We can make it better for ourselves, but it will just be a spectacular occasion where you can actually sit back, enjoy the, the, the football. Well, this is becoming quite the date for Scottish football. One year ago today, on the 12th of November 2020, we made history. We got back to a major tournament for the first time in 23 years. And now a year on, this group of history makers are giving it another go. It's our first runner-up spot in 17 years. It's our first World Cup runner-up spot since 1998. We've not been in a World Cup playoff since before I was born, Hugh Keevan. So that's what Stevie Clark and this group have achieved. Well done to them. Roll on Monday night. It is a free hit, as Hugh says, but hopefully we can finish the group on a high It'll be sold. It is sold out. It'll be a party atmosphere. Scotland against Denmark. Oh, and by the way, Rangers are still looking for a new manager, so we might just talk about that on Monday night as well. Enjoy your week on, weekend off, Hugh Keevans, uh, Jim Duffy. Enjoy yourself as well. We'll speak to Hugh and Alex Ray on Monday night from six, and it is that time on a Friday night. GBX up next. <laughs> <laughs>